I'm Jasmine. I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon. And this is Books Between Sisters. I like the little head shake with the with our with our song, Alyssa. <laughs> in my head. The nice, yeah, when we're recording, we don't get to hear the song, so it's just, every time, it's the barrel, barrel, barrel. Sounds better in my, in my head, head than if I did it out loud, so <laughs> you're welcome. Oh my gosh. Well, hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Happy Oh, Super Alyssa, cool you responded first again? I know. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Go for it. <laughs> I just said, happy Super Bowl Sunday. It is. Although this will not be post, this will be posted <laughs> a little ways after Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. So still, either you're happy that it's Super Bowl Sunday or you're not in the future, depending on if you're rooting for a team. I know nothing about football, so I, I mean, I don't even know who's in the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm just saying. Me neither. It's a big I know day. <laughs> it's a for, big day for people out there. It's a big day. <laughs> I know Rihanna is a halftime show. Yeah. Right. I've seen a lot of TikToks of people saying like, yeah, I'm going to the Rihanna show and yeah, there's, it's weird. There's going to be like football before and after. It's really strange <laughs> choice that she's making. With That's an expensive that, Rihanna <laughs> concert probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Just for like what? 30 minutes. That's probably more than she'll be performing. 15, 15 minutes. Yeah expensive show how are you re i'm okay good yeah i'm glad it's been sunny lately yes it's like we're finally getting to spring springy weather it's still really cold but the sun is a shining at least it's beautiful it is beautiful it changes your mood so much from like dark and dreary to at least you have some sun it was funny on Friday, I think it was, uh, was one of the first days that we had the sun. And so I had our front window open and the sun was beaming in through the window and it felt warm. And I was like, whoa, haven't felt the sun on my skin in a while. <laughs> You're and just like a cat. You're just laying in this ray of sun. <laughs> and then my real cat, Josie, went and laid in the little square triangle <laughs> on the floor that mm-hmm. had the sun shining on it. And she was rolling around. I'm like, I know, girl, I know. We live in the wrong place in Washington. That was nice to hear. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> Have you ate breakfast? <laughs> yeah. I just like ate breakfast though. So I think I ate too fast and my stomach's like, whoa. Whoa, slow down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you guys read any new books aside from our our book we're talking about today? I've started anything new that I can think of. I've read, I set a Goodreads goal of reading 100 books this year. Wow. I just did it yesterday, and so it already told me I was six books behind. <laughs> so I was like, cool. <laughs> starting off strong. Yep, starting off strong. Uh, although I did put in all the books that I've read this year, but six behind of, I guess, reaching that 100 goal. I don't know what that breaks down to. I didn't do the math, but uh, I read two B.A. Paris books, The Prisoner and The Therapist. They were good. Mm-hmm. 
And then I also read a book called The Perfect Ruin by Shonora Williams. Hmm. That was actually really good. It's one that I just picked up at um, Value Village that I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And yeah, it was actually pretty good. What kind of book is it? It's a thriller mystery. Hmm. Um, It's about a girl... It starts out with her talking to her therapist, basically, and she has this trauma from her parents dying when she was, I want to say, 14 from a a car accident. Mm -hmm. Like, they ran into a tree, but it was because of somebody else, like, making them swerve off the road. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know the name of the person. It's never, it's like, you get the vibe that she knows that the other person paid off the police so that her name wouldn't be revealed. So she just like one day she's talking to her therapist and her therapist is like, I have the name of the person involved in the accident with your parents. And she gives it to her. And this girl is like really, really mentally unstable, like extremely mentally unstable. So she's like, now I know the name of the person I'm going to go like stalk her life and basically involve myself in her life to ruin her life eventually. So she becomes best friends with the girl. She's a super rich person. The other, the other lady, um, she has like, uh, her own clothing line and she runs a charity. And so, yeah, she gets involved in all of that. And yeah, it's the ending. I won't tell you, but it's pretty good. It talks from her point of view most of the time, but you get a couple other points of view eventually. And yeah, she's crazy. Like she's real crazy. Reading her thoughts, I'm like, wow, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Real crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, that sounds like a good book. I'll have to read that one. Is it an older book? Uh, it's it came out in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, so it's fairly newer. Yeah, nice. I liked okay. it. I can see it as a movie for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of sounded like it from like how you're describing it. it. Sounded like it would be a good movie. Yeah. What about you, Re? Any new books? <laughs> um, I started reading. It's it's not a it's not a nonfiction. Um, where Fiction. It's not a fiction. It's nonfiction. It's nonfiction. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I started reading a book called Crucial Conversations. Oh, yeah. I've read that. Is it good? I've only gotten a couple chapters in. Yeah. I mean, I need to read it again because I feel like I don't remember anything from that book. <laughs> but uh, I read it for work. Mm. They give us personal development time. So that was a book that one of my leads had suggested. So I read it a few years ago. Yeah, it seemed very interesting. I'm getting more into like uh like the self-help books kind mm-hmm. of thing. I think they're really interesting and they can really help like improve your thinking and just you as a person. So I'm like I really want to dive into this kind of stuff. Yeah. Another good one is Verbal Judo. Verbal Judo. Mhm. Is that kind of along the same lines? Kind of similar, yeah. Interesting. Helping you talk to people. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up too. Yeah. Have you guys been up to anything fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alyssa took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> I started watching Gilmore Girls again. It's been a while since I've seen it. Got 
some Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Young Milo Ventimiglia. I mean, but from an adult perspective, I feel like it's more of like, wow, she really did not handle the Dean situation very well. It was very messed up. I never have watched all of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I have the complete series if you want to watch it. I've tried. I think it's on Netflix. It's just... I don't know. Maybe I need to try again. It's just... It's definitely... A, it's dated, it feels like. Yeah, you and have to really have a certain kind of mood to watch it, if yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I missed the boat, you know, when it was first popular. And so I feel like it's one of those where it has a cult following. And if you were part of that, then you love rewatching it. We were kind of part of that, though. You don't remember going over to... Um, Aunt Pam's and like once or twice it. that was it that like okay. yeah I don't know I don't know maybe I just need to try it again <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I think I like it I I feel like it is very they talk very fast <laughs> and I don't know what they're saying half the time <laughs> right but then it's also very cute and you just laugh when they laugh like ha, that was funny <laughs> It takes, well, like, it, it just takes me a minute to process what they say. And so I'm just like, oh, that was clever. <laughs> oh, so you're laughing like a minute after they <laughs> laughed. <laughs> a minute after. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. it's cute. I like it. I don't know that I've seen past the whole, like, Dean and Jess era. Really? So I don't remember what comes after. Um I have the complete series. I noted to you. <laughs> well, it's still Netflix. I'm watching it on Netflix. So I think they have it all in there. And then they have, now they have the a day in the life of Gilmore Girls, I think is what it's called, mm, which yeah. is a newer. With, with It was like a one season thing, right? I don't know. I haven't got to it. I just saw that it was on there. So oh. I was going to watch that after. That was that new thing from like a couple of years ago. I didn't like it very much. Hmm. It was like a, it was like a, like an update on their lives. Basically. Yeah. 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 I wasn't super impressed with it. I was kind of disappointed, but no, but that's okay. Hmm. Well, some exciting news about Disneyland. Cause you guys know, I love Disneyland. They're bringing like a avatar experience to Disneyland right now. They only have it in. Disney Walt Disney World, World mm-hmm. but they're going to bring it to Disneyland. So an excuse to go to Disneyland again. <laughs> <laughs> like you need an excuse like I need to go one. to Disneyland. <laughs> like there is going to be like a, a park or is it going to just be like a ride or? I don't know. Hmm. It just said an experience. Hmm. Hopefully it's a world. There's room. I feel like there's room to grow. We'll see. We'll see. That'd be oh, cool. Exciting. I don't like Avatar, but. You don't like it? No. Your husband's like obsessed with it. Yeah, he is. (laughs) That's that's one of the things that we do not agree on. Um, You saw the new one? No. Okay. Well, okay. So I (laughs) saw the first one. I didn't see it right away, but I saw it eventually. And it was meh. It was like interesting, but it was just meh. Mm -hmm. I like the second one. So you might like the second one. It's just so long. It is very long, but we went and saw it. There's no going back once you start. I don't know if I talked about this already on the podcast, but we went and saw it at in Centralia 
where they have the McMinimins mm -hmm. and we had really bad seats. You know, you're there, you could sit in the, towards the front and not have people walking in front of you constantly. Or if you sit behind where the entrance is, mm -hmm. you have people constantly walking in front of you. And that's where we unfortunately were like, literally, I'm like, how, how often do these people need to use the bathroom? <laughs> like every two seconds, somebody was getting up and um and then they also bring food to your table too so people constantly coming in to deliver food or to walk out or you know blah 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 i still liked it despite all of that happening so and it didn't feel like a three-hour movie it's like the action kept going why did i think it was two hours <laughs> jeez it was three hours or oh, just gosh. about three hours either just about or just over but it didn't feel that long it, mm. I, I liked it I don't know. You'll have to give it a chance. I really wanted to see it in 3D or IMAX, 3D IMAX, because mm. apparently it was amazing, but I never got around to it, unfortunately. But Is it still in theaters? I don't know. We'd have to check. We'll do a Books Between Sisters Avatar experience and we'll force the <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> All right. Well, don't we have a book to discuss? We do have a book to discuss. <laughs> So this week, we are discussing To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. And I actually got introduced to this book by um, Deja, uh, who she's been on the podcast before. She also, I'm pretty sure, introduced me to It Ends With Us. But um, this, you go, girl. <laughs> this is like a young teen romance book. It's adorable. I love it so much. Um, it gave and, me the vibes of like, she's all that and mm -hmm. 10 things I hate about you. Like any movie you can think of where it's like, let's fake date yeah, or let's fake date her or, you know, I'll pay you to date her or whatever. That's, that's definitely the trope that it follows. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And it's like, those are the movies that you're just like, yeah, they might be a little cheesy, but you just can't help but love them because they're like cheesy in a good way and they just make you feel good and a little nostalgic, like for your like teenage years. So yeah, that's like what falling in love and yeah. having crushes. And yeah. And everything's just like new and you're just like, oh, that boy's cute. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this book follows Laura Jean Song Covey and she has a great family dynamic with her dad and two sisters. Her mom passed away in a really sad, sudden way, like what she was cleaning and she slipped and fell and hit her head on the counter mm -hmm. and then she can you think of a more tragic way right to die like i was thinking i'm like i'm never gonna walk on floors that i clean ever again right because i know how now have a new fear even though it might not be realistic i don't know maybe I, it has happened i'm before. sure it has happened before so I mean, i'm like i'm never i'm never walking i'm just gonna let it i'm gonna be patient and wait I think the important lesson to learn from this is if you do hit your head, definitely go to the hospital. And right. Because she ended up, it wasn't, well, it was because she hit her head, but she ended up going and laying down right. and just not she had a concussion. waking up. And so, yeah. So if you do hit your head, just go straight go to, to the hospital. hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Um, but the book opens up with uh, us learning that her sister Margot is leaving for college in Scotland, super jealous. And so in preparation, Margot breaks up with her boyfriend, Josh, who she'd been dating for a, a couple years. And Josh happens to be their next door neighbor, super close with 
all the girls and even the dad. And so this is like shocking to everybody and hard because they're all friends and still like it, it just weirds up the dynamic a little bit there. So, um, Lara Jean is a hopeless romantic. She loves reading romance books and watching romance movies. And in her past, she's written five love letters that she never sent. But it's really her way of like releasing her feelings or closing the chapter on those loves that she has for whatever reason it may be. So, for example, Margot's boyfriend, Josh, uh, Laura Jean was friends with Josh first and she fell in love with him first, but she never told him and found out that Josh liked her sister Margot and they started dating. And so to kind of release those feelings, Laura Jean wrote a uh, a letter to Josh. Josh was one of those uh, five letters. And um, so one day all her letters are mailed to all five boys that she wrote letters to, including of course, Josh, and another boy, Peter. So that's kind of the plot of this story. Beyond this point, we are talking about spoilers. So if that little plot line sounds really interesting to you and you would like to read the book first, recommend please go and grab yourself a copy, read it first, and come back and discuss it or hear us discuss it. (laughs) And you can always... Put in some questions to us too. We're always happy to to hear your thoughts on it as well. So, but main point, we're talking spoilers here. So yeah, that's where we're at. And I have some questions for you guys. Um, just to start with the obvious one, Team Josh or Team Peter? Team Peter. Yeah, Team Peter. I love Josh, though. I mean, I love his dynamic with the family and how he's just, he's like part, he's like one of them, basically. Um, And I love Josh and Margot together. So I would say for Laura Jean specifically, I'm Team Peter. Same. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I like Peter a lot. There are movies, uh, on, based on this book and I think that after reading the book and then watching the movie made me like Peter m- more oh wow really because I liked Josh more when I read the book mm-hmm. but it made me like Peter more watching the movie and it might be because Josh was barely in the movie to be honest yeah. Josh was a huge part of the book but in the movie he's you know in it but he's it's not the same focus that right. you get when you're reading the book so um that probably helped but I like I like both of them a lot but I think it was kind of not cool of Josh to just like switch to Lara Jean like right away but I get that he was really close with all of them and he had a crush on her before too so I get it but yeah I agree with you guys I just feel like it'd be such a weird dynamic if Lara Jean and Josh were to have gotten together yeah like think that one through people (laughs) yeah it's like especially with the relationship that he had with Margot, and it's like it just wouldn't it would have been so awkward like it just wouldn't have worked out yeah I agree so in an attempt to hide her feelings because Lara Jean is still discovers that she's in love with Josh after she's reflected on it and Margot and Josh have broken up uh she starts dating Peter 
uh, because Peter has an ex-girlfriend who he's kind of on and on again, off again with, and he wants to make her jealous. And Laura, Jean, she had that letter sent to Josh and she's mortified and she needs a way to pretend like she's moved on and doesn't have those feelings. So Peter and her decide to work together to to date and make sure that both of their things are covered up, whatever they're trying to do. So um, how would you react if your secret love letters were mailed out to your crushes? I would move states, honestly. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I would cry. Move across the country. I don't know. Get get away. I, yeah. I was going to say I would change my name, change my social security <laughs> number. <laughs> Witness protection program. Um, I wouldn't have even wrote the love letters to start with. So yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too about this whole book is like, I think it's good because everyone has like their outlet of how they, you know, express their emotions, especially if they can't express it to someone in particular. Some people like writing, some people, you know, do other outlets, but I was like to write a love letter, that's fine, you know, but then to address it, like to put their why address it on it, I was like, why would you do that? Yes. I almost, thought the same thing. Yeah. Well, she kept saying that she didn't intend to sell, send them out, but I almost wonder if, like, it's one of those things where you're, like, trying could, to get up the courage. I could. Yeah, I like, could I do could. it. Yeah. Like, if one day I become very brave, I might do this. So I almost wonder if it was something like that, where she was just like, maybe one day I'll be ready to send these out. But, but like, even then, it's like, if she ever did get up the courage, they're probably not going to be at the same address. I mean, possibly, they possibly might be, but maybe they won't be either. So, like, why put the address on there until you do have the courage? Well, because she did it when she was younger. So maybe she thought she'd get the courage sooner before Mm -hmm. they would, like, move or anything. Yeah. It's just very interesting. I will say the one thing about this book that, um, compared to the movie, is the book really went into... Laura Jean's relationship with her family and also her past relationship, how they met Josh. Um, not only that, but she was really good friends with Genevieve. Um, they were actually best friends. And then um, she was also friends with um, Peter and um, Chris. And I think there was another person who, after some events happened, they ended up just growing apart. And so the book really went into their their relationships and stuff. Whereas when I was watching the film, I just felt like there wasn't that like... Very surface level. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. had never read the books, then you wouldn't know any of that. Like you wouldn't know they all had a past history with each other. So that's kind of what I wish they would have put more, like a little bit more background into the movies. Like even if they started off the movie, like showing them all young and hanging out or something and like just showing like when they met Josh and then kind of showing her with her little friend group and stuff. And then it, it goes back to the present time. I feel like that would have, I guess, given you a little bit more substance in the movie. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of did it. They did eventually I feel like but backwards so the first movie was like you said but then you watch the second movie really the second movie I think maybe the third movie but it gives you a little more of those details um that are in the book and even in this first book 
that just kind of expound on that relationship. And so I felt the same way. Like I walked away from the first movie and I was like, ugh, you know, it, it was cute, but it kind of felt surface level and you know the book rushed. was better yeah but then I watched the the second one and then the third one too and I was like okay that kind of rounded out the characters gave a little more depth you learn more about the past relationships they had and um I also was like they didn't even put the neighbor barely in it the yeah. their the woman neighbor uh Rothschild, Rothschild um where she spills her coffee every morning and they count it down you know, three, two, one, and she spells it. I was like, oh, they didn't even put very much of her in it, but she comes back in the second and third movie. So it's like, you just had to, you had to hold tight a little bit for some of those details. Yeah. And they did like also, um, she's, she's mentioned in this book. She doesn't, they don't really go into her story very much, but Stormy as well. Um, she's in the next book, maybe the next two books possibly. Um, if I remember correctly, but, um, they do go in quite a bit with her relationship with Laura Jean as well, which they didn't really in the movie. She wasn't very like a big part of the movie, but I loved her character in the book and the like second and third book. She's just, she's actually one of my favorite characters. So I was a little oh. disappointed when she wasn't in the movies as much. Yeah. But that's they okay. could only do so much with their what hour 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 and a half time. I mean, they... Avatar was three hours. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar has a little slightly bigger budget. I'm thinking. <laughs> I feel like that's like the norm now, though. Movies are just so long. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard to find movies that are just like an hour and a half now. Like, it's always like two hours at least. Yeah, sometimes two and a half. Now three hours, and yeah. Well, because they're trying to listen to the people, maybe, and give more details. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lara Jean has a close relationship with both of her sisters. How does she lean on them throughout this book? Well, she really looks up to Margot a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls her Gogo, which I think is really cute. <laughs> um, but she she leans on her a lot because she goes to her for like advice and like not like um like. Not that she like views her as a mother, but because they both lost their mom and they both remember it, they both lean on each other a lot since then. Yeah. And kind of help each other through life. And Margot is kind of like the mother of the family because she does so much for the family. And I think when she had left for Scotland, it put a lot of pressure on Lara Jean and she just wanted so much advice from Margot because she's like, what do I do? You know? And it's just that kind of dynamic where, like, they lean on each other. And kind of the same thing with Kitty. But with Kitty, like, they have a really, like, funny relationship because they still lean on each other, especially when Margot goes, like, to Scotland. Um, But it's not the same kind of relationship as as Lara Jean and and Margot. So it's it's more of, like, a, a typical, like, oh, you're the little bratty little sister you know and you know but they still love each other yeah I agree and they still kind of like Kitty gives some advice at times too and it's I think I'm uh, Laura Jean kind of sits back for a second and like oh you're so annoying but then she thinks about it you know so I I loved the dynamic but and especially because you know we're three sisters so it was kind of relatable in that way uh, not that I'm like mother henning you guys like Margot, but 
hopefully I'm not yeah. as annoying as Kitty at times. No, no, no. Not Maybe anymore. when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Holding grudges against you guys. And... No, it was really I think good. you kind of were like that as yeah. a kid. <laughs> no, was I? It was, it was funny because when I was reading these books, I was like, it was very, like, obviously not exactly the same, but, like, the the aspects of who they were each individually i was like yeah i could see this kind of like relating to us growing up as well jasmine was older she was the one that was had more responsibility and she was the one that like she was the oldest sister so it's like we looked up to her right and um then um laura jean's very like reserved and like just wants to be like in her room or like she's baking or reading or doing something at home right and I'm like that's so me like I just never wanted to leave the house and I just wanted to just be left alone to do my little hobbies (laughs) too me alone (laughs) and then Rhiannon was definitely the little like we love you and we're we definitely are protective of you but yeah you're just like the little like bratty like annoying little mom and dad We're just like, we have to negotiate all the time to not get in trouble. Over- Don't tell mom and dad. I will do anything. What do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll bring you food or I'll clean your room. Or, I don't know. I can't think of examples. But it was really funny because the, the, um, the actress that played um, Kitty actually reminded, like her mannerisms reminded me a lot of Rhiannon when we were younger. So <laughs> I was just watching it and I was just like, this is very strange but that's so yeah, she's so cute i love her yeah all the character all the people that they cast in the movie you know we usually do our our little talk about who who would we want to cast in in this book they really i really like the people that they they cast especially laura jean she is adorable yes, yeah. and i think she just perfectly personifies exactly what you would expect from you know taking the 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 words off of the pages of this book and yeah. making her a real person that that she embodies that yeah so I, I agree yeah super super good casting um do you think Margot should have stayed together with Josh when she left for college yes I think that. She, Margot was very afraid of what it would come to because of the long distance and because of what her mom had told her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they could have definitely made it work. Long distance is really hard, but I feel like Josh had such strong feelings for her and Margot the same with him that they they definitely could have worked something out. Mm-hmm. I... I can see her side of wanting to break up with him. I can understand because she was going a long distance. Not only that, but she's going to college. And a lot of people, when they go to college, they're like, I'm going to reinvent myself. And it's their time to like have experiences and stuff. And I feel like that that was a big part. She was using the excuse of her mom saying, you know, don't have a boyfriend going to college. But I think she was just more scared of like, well, I don't want to spend all my time trying to make this relationship work where I'm going to miss out on experiences and, you know, I'm going to S- Scotland. Like, so she, I feel like she just wanted to have that time, especially because she was the uh, the oldest and she was always like 
trying to take care of her siblings. And that was her focus, taking care of her siblings, taking care of their dad and being that example. And then now it's like her time to be who she wants to be and um, make friends and, and do different things that she would have never done if she was back home because she would be too worried about um, taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why she broke up with him. Um, I don't like it, but um, I can I I feel like it was probably the best call um, at the time for she needed that time to just grow and and decide who she wants to be. And then but I do. I was always like team Josh and Marco endgame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like they could have like made it work and not have like broken up like maybe have just like sat down and had a serious discussion about like hey I think we should like take a break you know or something um I want to figure out myself I want to you know experience things in in you know in Scotland and college and everything I just don't feel like they should have broken up because then she would you know eventually come home and you, you know, you saw how devastated she was when, you know, things possibly went down with Lara Jean, you know, she still had really strong feelings for him. I feel like they just could have made something, done something besides broken up, but I don't know. Yeah, I understand both of you guys. I think I side a little more with Alyssa's thought just because like if she had it in her mind that she needed to break up with him, I feel like that was the best call and not trying to force something to continue to happen that she didn't feel like she wanted to happen. I feel like she had a lot of guilt in it too, because of how close that Josh was to the entire family. And so, you know, I think that might even be why she was still in the relationship. You know, she was hurt when she found out about Lara Jean and, and Josh, uh, they exchanged a kiss, but, um, I think that's just natural because she was with him and she, you know, obviously did have feelings for him still. But at the same time, I think that if her feelings were stronger, she would have stuck it out and tried to make it work. So I think it was the best choice for the moment to make sure that she was able to have her experiences that she wanted to experience or, you know, whatever she was trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll be back for more. Well, I have a quiz for you guys, so you got to keep track of your score, but it's not serious. (laughs) It's very serious. (laughs) The question is, how old is Lara Jean? And do you want multiple choice or do you want... No, I know what she is. She's 15 going on 16. (laughs) I feel like... Oh, my gosh. It is really hard to, like, not get the book in the the movie. Yeah. Um, I want to say in this book, she's 16. Yes. (gasps) She's 16? I thought she was 15 going on 16. The quiz that I took this from said she was 16, so I, I, I guess I should have fact checked. Or in the book that it said 15. Maybe she was 16 going on 17. Oh, I think I think that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. How many boys has Lara Jean loved? Five. 
one. Well, it depends on what they're talking about. Because if we're getting technical, then two, I guess. But, but she did say in the book that the only boy she loved to, to she said this to Peter, was Josh. She wrote love letters, but she said the only boy that she's truly loved was Josh. The quiz said five. Okay. <laughs> but Why are you pulling these true. answers from? <laughs> Obviously not a great source. <laughs> How many sisters does Laura Jean have? Two. Two. Yep. Margot and Kitty. Uh, where does Margot go to college? Scotland? The name of the college. <laughs> we literally Scotland. talked about this. <laughs> Scotland. Yes. Uh, which boy dated her sister Margot? Josh. <laughs> How old is Kitty? Hmm. This is just this is the big discrepancy in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember them talking about it in the book though. So oh, they do. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say she's nine. Agree? Disagree? <laughs> I I honestly don't know, so I'll just agree. Nine. Uh, what type of box does Lara Jean keep her love letters? Isn't it like a hat box? Hat box. Yeah. Yeah. And who gave Lara Jean that box? Her, her mother. mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And what is Kitty's real name? Catherine. Catherine. Yep. Catherine. Yep. You guys passed. Good job. <laughs> I don't know if the quiz passed, but you guys passed. (laughs) I mean, technically she wrote five love letters, I guess, but she did say that she wasn't actually in love with all of the boys. So, yeah, it's true. However you look at it. Well, um, we talked a little bit about the movie, but the uh, Lara Jean is played by, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but Lana or Lana Condor and Noah Centineo is Peter Kay. And the first movie released in 2018 on Netflix and it was hugely successful. So they immediately were like, okay, we're going into production. We're going to make these next two movies. So the next two came out in 2020 and 2021. And uh, there is a new Netflix show that is going to be coming that focuses on Kitty. Oh, It's wow. called Exo Kitty. And filming began in October 2021. No release date that I could find for when we should be seeing this show, but it has been approved for 10 episodes. And it's, uh, again, centered around Kitty. I'm assuming she's older. I couldn't find any information on that either, but... I'm assuming this is like her older because she travels uh, to Korea to be with her boyfriend. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. And (laughs) she, um, you know, she thinks she's this like expert matchmaker because she's helped Lara Jean and she helped, you know, her dad get together with, uh, forgot her name. Miss Rothschild. I can't remember her first name, but um, so she thinks she's this expert, but she comes to find out that it's not as easy when it's your relationship. So, yeah, something to look forward to. That sounds so cute. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Jenny Han, the author of these books, is the creator, writer, showrunner and executive producer of that show. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
And then this book also was hugely successful. It was published in April 2014. It spent 40 weeks on the New York Times bestselling young adult romance novels. Wow. For good reason. It was a good book. Yeah. So it's good. Again, it's, you know, a spinoff of a lot of the other, you know, similar movies that you've or movies and books that you've seen. But it has its own little cute twist. And uh, I like it. It was good. Yeah. I will say one of my um, favorite scene or yeah, favorite scenes from the movie um, is the second. Was it the second? I'm pretty sure it was the second movie. Um, but when she goes to New York, when they go to New York on the school trip and... Third she, movie. Is it the third movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay, the third movie. Um, and she finds their song. I love that song. It's... it's um, The song is called Beginning, Middle, End by Leah Nobel. Ooh. Noble? Noble? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Um, yeah, that song literally just plays over and over in my head. <laughs> it's so cute. And I I do love, I love that little added factor of, um, that wasn't actually in the books. So, oh yeah. I haven't read the second and third ones. I watched the movies though, but I'm, I want to read them for sure to see where the differences are. I am really glad though, that I read this book first mm-hmm. and then watched the movies because I, like you guys know, I made that mistake with Girl on the Train, even though it wasn't the real Girl, or I shouldn't say real, the American version of Girl on the Train. It was the Indian version. I still just could not get out of my head the differences. Yeah. So, and watching a movie after the fact is different because I don't think you, you're not getting as much detail. Right. At that point. So I am a huge fan of reading the book first, then watching the movie. Not that I don't want to watch the movie. I will watch the movie. Just read the book first. And that's what I'm doing actually right now. I'm reading. Um, this is, I know I'm really late to the to the game here, but where the crawdads sing, I'm finally mm. picking up that book. I've specifically not watched the movie. Yeah. Despite the height of its success, because I'm like, no, I need to read the book first. So finally I'm reading it because I'm like, I really want to watch the movie. <laughs> I think what's so hard is with like... I guess discussing the book after watching the movies also is that a lot of the stuff from the books is in the movies. They just kind of twist it. So it's not, it didn't happen exactly the same right way as they did in the books, but it's all kind of there. Like it, it all kind of happened. It's just in a different either, um, they like switch stories of people or they, um, basically have a different um timeline i guess right so that that's what's hard is because i'm like okay yes that happened in the the movie but it didn't it happen in the book quite like that so now we're discussing it and i'm like okay what is movie and what is book I don't right right <laughs> so yeah i agree i think one of the big things after i watched the first movie was the the not non-addition of John Ambrose McLaren because mm-hmm. John Ambrose McLaren is one of the boys that Lara Jean sends a letter to or the letter gets sent mm-hmm. um and in the first book she goes to the model UN um event mm-hmm. and just wants to see him just for whatever reason, I can't remember, but they don't touch on that at all in the first movie. But then the whole second movie is about John Ambrose. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just kind of, 
they do their own thing when you're doing the movie, but it makes sense because you have to kind of consider the productivity of it and the for it to make sense to other people that haven't read the book and things like that. I think Jenny Han did a pretty good job, though, of I like how she wrote it. I feel like they could have stuck a little bit closer to the books if they wanted to, but I do understand how they did want to mix it up a bit because I feel like that's kind of their thing is they don't want it to be so predictable um, to people who have read the books, but at the same time, I'm like, that's what we want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give the people we what read they the want. books for a reason. <laughs> we want to see it, how how it was played out. But I think that a lot of times they're just like, oh, well, if we mix it up, then people are going to be surprised. And, True. and it's just kind of rolling the dice of is, is it going to be in a good way or is it not going to be in a good way? Are people going to be upset about it or are they going to be like, oh, I like this better? Yeah. So, which is the big question mark over the um, Colleen Hoover movie that's going to be coming. Oh, gosh. Let's not <laughs> even discuss that. Why can I not think of the name of it? It ends with it us. It ends with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the big question mark because Colleen Hoover's involved. And Jenny Han was involved with these movies, too. Yeah. She was actually in the movie, the first, at least the first one uh, mm. or the second one or the third one. One of them. <laughs> one of the movies. <laughs> she worked at the school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Well, how many stars out of five do you guys give this book? Um, Honestly, I, I'm going to give it a 4.8. Wow. That's a high rating. Yeah, I was, I was going to say like a 4.7, 4.8. Wow, I'd give it like a 4.5. That's, yeah, just respectable. Just slightly (laughs) under you guys. (laughs) Just a point decimal, decimal point slightly. And I mean, that's impressive because you're not into like the romance books. Yeah, I am not. And actually this one had me turn the pages. I thought that the way that it was written was really cute and I wanted to see what was going to happen. So it was good. It was well written. It's definitely more of like a where it ends with us is like a romance book, but it's more of a dramatic romance and it takes you kind of on a roller coaster of emotions. This one is just more of a feel good romance and just like a more classic like yeah, just happy kind of romance, teenage angsty yeah, <laughs> romance. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a fun read, but we have to go back to our thriller (laughs) mysteries. So our next book we will be discussing is The Overnight Guest by Heather Gudenkoff. And that is a Jasmine pick, obviously. Good job pronouncing that name. (laughs) I don't know if I said it right, but... (laughs) You said it with confidence, so we both believed you. I'm confident. (laughs) So yeah, we're really excited to have another thriller. I mean, we they're so easy to discuss on our podcast just because it's really like talk more talking about who did it or what your theories are. It's so much easier just to like have that discussion um, because this one is like, it's really cute, but it's like, what do you discuss other than like their relationship and stuff? And um, but yeah, that one, it's like, 
I, I love hearing your guys' theories and what you thought and how that changed during the book. So I'm excited for that. And um, yeah, so come back and join us in a couple weeks to hear our discussion on the overnight guest. <laughs> overnight guest. <laughs> wow. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Books Between Sisters. If you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion, we'd love to hear more from you. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or both at BBS underscore pod. You can also send us book suggestions or questions at booksbetweensisterspod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can find us on ko-fi.com forward slash BBS podcast. If you want us to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.